Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Christopher Trace's Parade from Parade, music from the motion picture Under the Cherry Moon. This track was recorded on the 17th of April 1985 at Sunset Sound. It was originally called Wendy's Parade uh, and it was released when the album was released on the 31st of March 1986. Uh, On the track you have Prince uh, doing most of the instruments and then you have uh, Wendy and Lisa and Susanna doing backing vocals and obviously this is the point at which Prince started to use Claire Fisher to do kind of orchestration so you have uh, you know, I think it's something like a 30 or 35 piece orchestra, you know, doing all the strings and stuff. It's a very short track, only two minutes and 11. Um, and, you know, obviously um, Around the World in the Day had been released um, kind of the week after this song was recorded. Uh, so that's how far ahead Prince was. He was already in the studio recording before Around the World in the Day was even, you know, recorded, uh, was even released, should I say. And... Uh, Under the Cherry Moon, they went location scouting in the June of 1985, and then it was filmed from September to November of 1985, before the film itself was released um, three months after the album came, well, four months almost after the album came out on the 4th of July 1986, uh, with a premiere party in Sheridan, Wyoming, which was such an unusual location, but it was chosen because of an MTV contest, uh, which we can talk about in a little bit. Uh, joining me today to talk about this track is Alec Rayner. Hello, Alec. How you doing, sir? I'm happy. I'm glad to be here. It's my first time doing anything <laughs> like this, and I'm just excited. I love I love me, Prince, and um, I have a very deep connection with Parade. It's one of my favorites of okay. all time, so I'm looking forward to getting to discuss that with y'all. Okay, well, let's, let's start off by figuring out, you know, how you got into Prince. I mean... Um, you know, for me, it was it was Get Off and it was Diamonds and Pearls. You know, that was the album, the single, you know, that kind of got me into Prince. Do you kind of recall when, you know, you became a Prince fan? It's hard to pinpoint this for me because right now I'm 19. So I wasn't alive during Prince's huge scope in the 80s and 90s. is like critical peak in his um, just overall mainstream popularity. But my mom was. So we had... Um, a lot of Prince cassettes and we'd play them going places and be instead of like the radio and stuff like that. And it wasn't my choice or anything like that, but I still enjoyed it. We had side of the times I could set. We had 1999 purple rain and then the dirty mind and controversy back to back on cassette. So it was really cool. And then um, one day I wanted to listen to music during middle school. I didn't have an iPod or anything like that. So I just went through my mom's stuff and um, Purple Rain was always, you know, you just know about it in the back of your head because of just how big it is. So I was like, you yeah. know, I'll take a take a shot and I'll listen to it in the opening of Let's Go Crazy. I was like, oh, wow, I'm in for a treat, even though like I've always heard these songs playing in the background. I never got into them, like put in headphones and, you know, try to listen to music. And once I did that, I yeah. realized, oh, wow, I'm in for a big, long treat and I'm trying to find every little um, Prince thing she had. And the only CD she got, because she got a most on cassettes, was Parade. And it was so okay. scratched up. Um, I had it on my computer, so that was the one of the first albums I had on my iPod when I finally got one was Parade, because I had the CD to rip onto the computer. From then on out, I was just a huge Prince fan from middle school up until now. The Detroit 1986 birthday concert, I watched that pretty much religiously <laughs> as a kid. Always been a big fan and admirer since then. So then did you, you obviously went and, you know, got the albums and so that you could put them onto your iPod yourself then after that? Still have a big um, CD collection. I got, every time I went to a store and I saw a used Prince thing, I, I, I buy it for the most part. And um, I did that and had almost all the albums yeah. just over years of being like, oh, hey, there's 
the rainbow children on sale you know what i'll pick this up <laughs> and I'll, I'll get into it and then you know the next week i'll go to like a half price books or something and i'm like oh hey cool the graffiti bridge album's on sale i guess i'll i'll get this never had a chronological snapshot of prince getting into them i just kind of picked and choosed and eventually came all together and i can see the full picture now i was gonna say like you know i i kind of you know uh, getting into prince just as he kind of had a slight resurgence with you know diamonds and pearls and and the symbol album yes um, and then the hits the b-sides that kind of instantly then with the hits the b-sides in particular it meant that you kind of got a flavor of the stuff that had come before and then obviously that's when i started kind of going back myself and you know going through the albums yeah um you know let's get into this song Um, all right cool it was recorded as part of you know the first four tracks of this album are are kind of part of a suite they kind of start with um parade and then each track kind of merges into the next track i remember um reading that prince got in the studio got behind a drum set and did the yeah. the drum to all four of these in a row, and that's that's incredible. <laughs> that was the basis for the the first side of yeah. this LP. <laughs> yeah, the spine of these first four songs was the drum track that Prince kind of just went straight to the studio um, on the seventeenth of April, nineteen eighty five, and he just kind of laid all four tracks out, you know, in one go, and then you know went back with the band and kind of um, added other other things to it, or in the in this case, just had Wendy and Lisa and Susanna kind of doing the the kind of um the backing whoa, vocals yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i mean as far as as far as the genre goes um to me it feels i mean this album has a, a kind of jazz flavor to it for me i mean oh uh, yes uh, i don't know if you'd agree with that yeah and I've... i think the addition of the horns and stuff kind of helps with that as well in in later tracks that they're not on this track oh yeah um, in particular most definitely and um speaking on the jazz part this is one of those songs where prince credits his um father in the writing and yeah. um, as we know, yeah. his father was a um, a jazz musician, and I always thought that was um, pretty cool. From my understanding of when he credited his father, he would he would um, just kind of maybe in his childhood remember like a little bit of a mel- melody or something, and kind of yeah, because he did the same thing with um, Computer Blues, the big one where he had the father's song and all that on the piano. Yeah, it does feel it does feel like his father's influence is is certainly on this song and. Um, kind of extends to the rest of the album. Obviously, there are a couple of tracks later on that don't really fit the jazz thing, like yeah. Kiss, you know, but those are obviously songs that were recorded at a completely different time to the rest of the album. But, you know, this song in itself, you know, it, it kind of, it doesn't really tell you anything about the film. This is the weirdest thing. In the film, you, we have Under the Cherry Moon opens with this kind of like five-minute seduction scene where Prince is sitting at a piano and he kind of keeps oh, yeah. notes keep being sent to him and he seduces this woman um, just from his like piano playing and then this song starts like the next morning and it's like five minutes into the film before Prince you know actually does anything other than just kind of sit behind the piano um, and when it starts um, you know you have all the views of um, of Nice and everything and then it kind of goes inside and you see that the, the Christopher Tracy has written um, call me Christopher and <laughs> he's just put it on a piece of paper and left it on the pillow and oh, yeah. uh, you know he uh, there's one of the other notes that he leaves where it says life is just a parade um, which you know kind of calls out the title of the song but the actual song itself doesn't seem to really tell you anything about the film oh, you yeah. know it, it, even though it opens by saying everyone come behold Christopher Tracy's parade and you know he's the title character so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit peculiar on that yeah you'd think it'd be telling you something about the film but it tells you literally nothing other than the word Christopher Tracy's piano that's the only and we see there's a, like yeah, a helicopter piano. shop where you see this piano outside yeah so 
you know, there's there's kind of little bits about that, but um, you know, there's a whole thing with um, <laughs> the show will proceed unless it should rain strawberry, strawberry lemonade. lemonade. Which is... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a it's it's such a it's great such... rhyme. Like, yeah, I, I love the way Prince rhymes things. It's like sometimes when you think about it, you're like, "How's this gonna work?" But it, it comes off so effortlessly, so cool that you're like, "Hey, you know what? Did he just say strawberry? It's raining strawberry lemonade." All right, yeah. And, um, and he says, "Hopefully that will not occur." The man above has been paid, so yeah. uh, kind of you know an early hint at, at Prince's. Uh, uh, yeah. you know, religious side and uh, give what you can, all you can stand and all of your life will be made. Uh, and it's worth saying that, you know, the jazz influence in this kind of shows itself mostly by the kind of chords. Yes. There's some very kind of strange chord progressions. You know, it seems to be kind of turning into minor chords quite a lot. Um, the backing vocals, even though they kind of echo in what Prince is saying, sometimes the the harmonies that they do kind of turn it into a minor key against a major key sometimes yes it, it's a very kind of odd mix um i don't know how you feel about that Alec. from my understanding I'm, I'm gonna go back to this claire fisher he would do the you know, orchestrations and stuff for um prince and you know starting with the parade album and um prince wouldn't use all that he would cut and chop little pieces of it and put it where yeah. he wants to and i think that kind of as a result there are parts which feels like you know, a little bit of dissonance at one part or a little bit of, it's still, what's the word for it? I'd say it's colorful is how I'd probably yeah. describe this song. No, I understand. Yeah, because you're right. There is a certain dissonance with the, with some of the, the stuff that, you know, the orchestra is playing against what Prince is playing on the piano. And like we say, this drum track, which is really kind of prominent in this song and the next few songs, it's it's kind of very much to the fore. It's, um, it's not unusual that Prince would kind of highlight drums, but kind of the prominence of it in this track um, is is kind of uh, odd. Now, there's a, a kind of couplet in the middle of this song, which is everyone should come and dig Christopher Trace's piano. Now, originally that was um, Little Wendy's guitar, and and so so when it says which we hear in the Kiss lyrics, yeah, the, he, yeah, he he says he says that in uh, in Kiss as well. He, and so when it says the chord strikes the devil, the devil no like, which is again a great phrasing. <laughs> so he runs to his evil car. Now, obviously, car doesn't rhyme with piano, um, but it does rhyme with guitar, and, and so that's kind of like a remnant yeah. of of that. It's it's funny that Prince didn't bother to change the lyric. You know, he just changed the title and and he just changed it to Christopher Trace's piano piano and then he didn't bother to change the rhyme but you know it, <laughs> it's like all it right. kind of works um you know when he says the chord strikes the devil no like that, that's where there is a, a, a noticeable dissonance and it feels to me like there's a little bit of like a, a tritone in there uh which is oh yeah where it goes up Boom. yeah which is just like right over the, there the, which is also known as the devil's chord so that kind of fits with the the song yeah but yes yeah, so, and then of course you know we get back to come everyone come behold christopher trace's parade um and it says, goodness... No, after the little car crash. <laughs> Which um, I love when he does it live, when he, he goes up with the car and he pretends he's steering it, and then he kind of goes like <laughs> goes to the side a little bit. Um, fantastic. <laughs> and, and he says, goodness will guide us if love is inside us. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's probably one of my favorite kind of uh, lyrics in this song, at least. Um, and then, of course, we have the fade out of Christopher Trace's parade kind of repeated over and over again. And the song then kind of you know everything that's built up in it you know the whole kind of because this song yes. starts with everything in you know the orchestra's there the the backing vocals are there the drums are there everything's there and at the end of the song little pieces of it kind of just fade out until it's just prince saying christopher trace's parade 
and that's how the song ends mm-hmm. before we we quickly segue into the next song to the, um, yeah into the the new drum that yeah we get a little bit of a yeah there's a little bit of a kind of crossover as the drums slow down a little bit and that happens again in in you know the next couple of tracks until we get to until we get to under the cherry moon so yeah you know and and that's the song. It's not very long. And in the film, it actually you actually get about three and a half minutes of it. Um, it actually loops a little bit while Prince is <laughs> running around yeah, with the, the street yeah. urchins. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of oh takes gosh. their ball off them and starts to bounce it like a basketball. But then he goes off in one direction. He just throws the ball behind himself. He doesn't bother actually... Uh, I thought he was going to like dunk on someone, but no, he just kind of oh, walks yeah. off. But yeah, so I mean... Um, it's it's kind of an interesting way to start the album, you know. Obviously, personally, I I always find that I end up listening to the first four songs kind of all in one chunk, um, rather than oh, yeah. kind of individually. It's very rare, and I've, I'll I'll say this on some of the other tracks that I've recorded for these, you know, for New Position and I Wonder You and Under the Cherry Moon. I tend to think of this as kind of four songs all as one, um, you know, rather than individual songs. Um, so for me, I'd say oh, it's yeah. kind of hard to rate them because. I see them all as one piece, but I would say for this four out of five, um, I don't know how you feel about it. I have to, I'm going to go the same way with a four out of five, but it's almost a five out of five for me just because (laughs) it's such a great introduction to what's about to come throughout the later in the album. Like this is such a, like a a boom and it it draws your ears. Yeah. And um, listening to the song by itself, I feel four out of five, but for the parade as a whole, uh, the album as a whole yeah. uh, would probably be a five out of five for me because it just it, it's just so intriguing and it just draws you in. I, th- I think it's a great length first of all because then it gets on the next thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh dang! And before you know it, you've heard an entire side of the album. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it is it is kind of good good at kind of keeping your attention and kind of having you listen to more songs than you wanted to. Um, Yes, the instruments drop off, things keep changing. And I think it's interesting because obviously, you know, if you're a Prince fan, the last the last kind of you would have heard of Prince, uh, you know, was it about a year earlier with Around the World in a Day. And that was very much kind of like uh, about a kind of hippie ish sound, a kind of 60s sound. Yeah. So to then transition from if you listen to Temptation and you get to the end of Temptation and then you go straight (laughs) into this. <laughs> it's like such a kind of yeah it's a different mood yeah it's it's such a jump uh, you know that prince has made from kind of guitar based um you know obviously purple rain being a, a full on rock album but then you you know oh, yeah. you have a lot of the guitar stuff and a lot of different instruments you know a lot of percussion and stuff on around the world in a day and then you come to this which is kind of like a very kind of piano driven with you know the first time that you have a full orchestra behind prince and and it's oh, kind yeah. of it's a very different kind of sound, and I think this is a good song to kind of for Prince to say, well, look, this is what the rest of the album's kind of going to be like. Not all of it, but most of it is going to be in this kind of vein of of you know like a kind of a piano j- driven kind of jazz type of uh, of song. Most definitely, I think it's a very accurate assessment. Um, something I want to bring up, you know, it, of course the album's Parade, but then at the bottom it says soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, I don't know if people consider it like they think of it as a soundtrack or if they just think of it as like an album by itself like when i listen to parade i i don't i think maybe once i've ever thought of the movie (laughs) judge of the cherry mood and i don't know if it's just because it's not a fantastic film or just because the work of parade itself is just so strong 
uh, with even without the film. Yeah, I so, I think it's interesting because obviously Purple Rain, you know, the songs on Purple Rain are mostly performed in the film. They form the backbone yes. of what's going on. Um, you know, Graffiti Bridge, again, it's, I mean, Graffiti Bridge is actually mostly a series of music videos with the songs. Yeah, pretty you much. Know, so, which, you know, in 1990, that was kind of, you know, a style that a lot of films had used, you know, even... Um, even uh, Dick Tracy, you know, the the Madonna songs in Dick Tracy are very much kind of music oh, yeah. videos within the, the film. It's interesting because with this, you have a soundtrack. Very few of the songs are even performed in any way. You know, they're just... This is the background to Prince kind of waking up in the morning and wandering around. And then a lot of the other songs, apart from, I think, if I remember rightly in the film, Girls and Boys is performed by Prince. Yes, that's... And he performs that with um, Tricky. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's there's a couple of... There's one other song, I'm trying to remember which one it is, where Prince actually sitting in his car and he, he, he mimes the words, but he doesn't sing the song. It's like it's on the radio and he's listening to himself. And I can't I can, remember what that is. It might have been Love or Money. Was that it? Or... Uh, no, I remember Love or Money having a prominent part in the <laughs> film, but maybe it was just some kind of weird segue. Yeah, Love, Love or Money plays as, a, as they go shopping. It's like a shopping oh, okay. montage. It's not actually performed. But this that's the key difference, I think, between Parade and something like Purple Rain or Graffiti Bridge. The, the songs on this aren't really performed. They're just used as background. And I think that means you can kind of detach them from the film a little bit. Whereas with Purple Rain, it's hard for you to imagine the song Darling Nikki without imagining Prince performing the song Darling Nikki in Purple Rain. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think... Doing the little, um, yeah. the hump of the stage or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm there with the push-up hump thing. Yeah, so, you know, there's a, there's a kind of, you know, there's almost like, well, you know, this album, although it's a soundtrack, it's a soundtrack in the same way that, you know, like... Um, uh, like Quentin Tarantino or something would use music. It's just background yes. music. It's not actually part of the plot. And I think that's kind of the key difference, uh, which does kind of allow people to kind of, you know, distance the idea that it's actually anything to do with Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, and I mean, like I said, you know, the, the premiere for <laughs> Under the Cherry Moon took place in Sheridan, <laughs> Wyoming. And if you can find the, you know, somewhere on YouTube, I think you can yes. find it like the MTV premiere party or whatever. And it's a bunch of really yeah, confused people that. who don't know why they're in Sheridan, yeah. Wyoming, which is, you know, I think has a population of like 17,000 people. Mm -hmm. It's like a tiny little town. And the reception party thing, I think, was even at a, a hotel inn or something like that, because that was like the only... That was the biggest place they had in that town. Was like a was a motel. Yeah, and I think it was like a one like a one Holiday screen or cinema something. or something, wasn't it? That kind of hosted the premiere. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It's it's it was something weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's kind of funny because in many ways it does it does kind of it sh it kind of shows uh, you know the the kind of craziness um, you know of this film with you know Prince being able to kind of leverage uh, Purple Rain success into you know, wanting more films, you know, he guaranteed himself another two films yeah. and also having Paisley Park built because, uh, you know, at, while Prince was in France, oh, yeah. you know, Paisley Park was under construction, wouldn't be open fully until, you know, almost near the end of 1987. Um, but, you know, at this point, Prince has kind of already decided, you know, <laughs> he said, I want to do another yeah. film, so I'm going to do another film. And obviously he ended up directing Under the, Under the Cherry Moon. Um, and then after that, he's like, okay, you know, I, I want my own, you know, house, which turns into, you know, a record studio. And, you know, so you, you kind of, you, you end up with a kind of whole lot of demands that Prince was able to make after the success of Purple Rain, kind of, yeah, you yeah. know, for the rest of the eight is that's kind of, until you get to Batman, when obviously that's the point which Warner Brothers kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, gets they, Well, they ask for, you know, a return of some of these favors. <laughs> Speaking of his um, success after Purple Rain, 
So his next tour was the Hit and Run tour slash Parade tour, whatever like that. Yeah. He sings I Wanna Be Your Lover, which I always thought was hilarious. And he's like, check it out, lyric change. I ain't got no money. And he's like, that's a lie. <laughs> and he just keeps up with the song. Like, and it's just so effortlessly cool and cocky. Like, he knows he's, he knows he's the shit at this point. He, I feel like he knew he could do whatever he wanted to. Yeah. And I'm glad he did. <laughs> I'm glad he did whatever he wanted to. Um, and it's worth just one final thing about the film, which is, um, you know, obviously it was panned by critics. Uh, it only ended up yes. making about 10 million um, at the box office. Um, and it was nominated for a number of Razzies. Uh, winning... Oh, yeah. It won worst film <laughs> with Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. They tied. Yeah. Um, a film I've. <laughs> I've seen also. So Prince got worst actor and worst director, so he he won two Razzies. Um, Jerome won worst supporting actor, which I don't think is fair because I think <laughs> I just... Jerome's actually quite fun in the film, and he kind of oh, yeah. you know he kind of knows what the film is and kind of you know understands that. I oh, yeah. and like you said, he probably treats it as a joke. Well, yeah, and and um... and Love All Money won worst original song, which is odd because Love All Money wasn't even yeah. on the album; it was just a B side. Yes, so, it won against that horrible song in Howard the Duck. The Howard the Duck oh, yeah. song is garbage. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever, if you ever want to check out a garbage movie, but it's enjoyable because of how much garbage it is, it Howard the Duck is the film to go with. And it didn't win for worst supporting actress and worst new star for Kristen Scott Thomas and a worst screenplay. Um, and I did just want to say that the writer of the screenplay was actually uh, a lady called Becky Johnston who later um, was nominated for an Academy Award for her script for Prince of Tides. Um, and she also yeah. wrote um, Seven Years in Tibet. Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, she she, ma- she managed to kind of recover from it a little bit, at least. Um, but obviously, oh, yeah. you know, Prince mostly on set kind of rewrote the script as he went along. So I'm not sure how much of her script actually remained uh, by, the time, oh, yeah. by the time it actually got made. Um, so... Uh, I mean, I've looked for some covers of this song, but I couldn't find any covers anywhere. And I think it's because it, obviously it's just a short song, and it's it kind of goes into the next song, and then you know I don't I don't think oh, it's yeah. easy for anyone to cover. So um, yeah, and you know the lyrical content is so small, also that you know in this cover you'd have to do something with the instruments. Yeah, like in a bigger way to make it not just like a repeat. Yeah. Um, so um, if there's nothing else to say about this. Uh, let's go to plugs. Have you got anything you wish to plug, Alex? My Twitter is alecrana98. Follow me if you want. It's whatever. But I appreciate the shout-outs and the, the plugs and stuff like that. And I've had a great time and I've really enjoyed talking to print about Prince and his music to um, all y'all guys and people that have enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. I don't know why you would. Um, thanks once for being <laughs> thanks for being my guest here, Alec. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. And otherwise, goodbye. Have a great one. Love, it isn't love until it's past.